What's up? It's Jared Cagle. This is a podcast called Burning Questions because we are answering your burning questions. All right, we're here. Tenth episode, Burning Questions. Two very special guests, Sam Bowman. Hey, Sam. Hey. Uh, Sydney Reed, Sydney Hope Reed, Samuel Thomas Bowman, two middle names. Middle names are great. Sydney, you brought the candle. I did. Tell me why. I mean, have you smelt it? Yeah, I have. Smells nice. And my friend gave it to me. You you take your head off of it. (laughs) Take (laughs) That was good. You like that? Well, you got to. It's glorious. I have to light it for you. No, no, no. You just tell us. Tell us what you love about the... What are the three things that come to mind when you smell that? Um, like a, a, a cold night with a fireplace on. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. What a great... It's like the Christmas vanilla with like the manly mahogany scent, you know? Wow. That's All right. powerful imagery. And the third thing is those two together because <laughs> I don't have a third. Oh, wow. Cop yeah. out. It's great. <laughs> yeah. There's room for that. It's a lot of grace. Thank you. A lot Thank of grace. Um, tenth episode. Deca. X. Deca. Is that the right numeral? I don't even know. I think it's yeah, it's I think X. It's five. Yeah. No, it's not. That's B. V is five. <laughs> X is ten. L is fifty, right? That's the one I get confused more. about. L. Forty yeah. more. If it weren't for Super Bowls, I wouldn't have a clue. Facts. <laughs> Sports fans, it's good. Uh, today we're going to be talking, we're going to jump in. I'm excited about it. You guys are great. Um, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. This is a big subject. We've gotten a lot of questions around this from people struggling with uh, loneliness and not really knowing how to walk through seasons of loneliness and being alone. That is two different things. Um, so here's the question. I'm going to read it. I want y'all to jump in and then we'll kind of dive into burning questions. Cool. Sweet. What are you drinking? Well, I drank it already. It was oh. coffee. So it's just uh, it's just there now. Decor. <laughs> but I brought it up here and uh. I was drinking it, but I already finished it. Was it from downstairs? No, it was from my house. It came all the way from my house in the car in the rain into here. Wow. Uh, best commitment with that kind of cup. With this kind, no lid, no nothing, and tremors. <laughs> Slim shaky. All right, cool. Here, here is the question uh, for today. Right now, I'm walking through a season where I feel like I'm alone, and I feel like I don't have anyone that I can turn to. How do I overcome this feeling of loneliness and the fact that I am alone? That's a lot. It's a lot. I think that. Like you said, loneliness and being alone are two different things. Um, Being alone, you don't always have to feel lonely, necessarily. Mm. You can feel so content in being alone, but when you feel loneliness, you could be surrounded by hundreds of people that you know care about you, but you still continue to feel lonely and you can't get out of it. So I think that that's a clear divide of what these two are. And so... I mean, I've been there. I've felt that before, so. Same. What do you think, Sam? I think when I hear the question, it's like, it's hard, like, thinking in a spiritual sense not to just run to the answer, uh, which is the truth that we know that we're all never alone, that God promises He's with us. He will never forsake us. 
But that it oversimplifies and is not empathetic to the question because somebody who's struggling with loneliness, like they don't need to hear that. They don't need to hear. I mean, it is the truth. It's yeah. the truth that um, God is with you always. And and so I, for me, I feel like if you're not pressing into that, if you're not pressing into his presence, and that if that's not real in your life, then you'll always be lonely to one degree or another. But for the person who's really suffering with loneliness, just saying like, oh, God, I'll, God's always with you. Like, that doesn't really help, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't rush to that answer, but I do think ultimately that is the answer. That's good. It's like finding communion with God and finding like that his the relationship with God is a living, breathing relationship. Yeah. And yeah. there is a presence of his, um, just his personhood with you That's at good. all times. It's good. So you said, don't rush to that answer, even mm-hmm. though it is the answer. You said you've struggled with that before. What is helpful to hear when you are, when you're feeling this way, when you're feeling lonely? Yes, I know that God is always with me. He's ever present, but you know, like yeah. there's a gap there. So what, what, yeah. has there been a time where somebody said something to you that helped? Have you heard something? What, where do you turn in those moments? Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I remember, I think I was in the 10th grade. Yeah, I was 16. It had been a horrible, like, couple of weeks where I just felt so much loneliness. Like, it was rushing over me, and it, uh, like, it overtook my life at that point, and I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, this feels awkward. Like, I've never felt this way. I've mm-hmm. always felt so surrounded and so to feel the exact opposite opposite of that feels weird. Um, mm. But one night I was just at church and I was doing my thing. I was kind of there, kind of wasn't because I was just like in my head so much. But God just kind of spoke to me in that moment of like all this confusion that I was feeling. And God was like, Sydney, you are never going to get over a feeling of loneliness or being get over a fear uh, feeling of being alone whenever you're putting everything into the people around you of course you're going to feel alone because they're going to let you down but mm. the the one person you won't lean into that won't let you down you're not leaning into wow and so like in that moment it wrecked me and I was like God like I'm, I'm sorry, and I still have found myself junior year, senior year, different events, different things happen, and I still have felt loneliness, but also in that time, I can in these moments, I can look at my life and break it all down and go back to the center, like, am I spending time with, with my father? Mm-hmm. Am, am I pressing into Jesus and mm-hmm. allowing him to cultivate inside of me what mm-hmm. he's planted and... The answer is usually no when I'm feeling alone and yeah, lonely so and I'm allowing the enemy to just come in and beat me up. Um, mm. But I don't think hearing anything from anybody is going to be the thing that solves a feeling of loneliness. Whatever leader, mm-hmm. like I can't say anything to you, Jared can't say anything to you, you can't say anything to anybody, but like it just goes back to you. Nobody can say the right thing, but it's your relationship with Jesus that's going to triumph that loneliness that's good that's good what do you think about that you know i think we live in a culture of loneliness uh today and i think 
really you can trace it back to like we're we've never been more connected right in our culture than we are now but what we have today are superficial connections Mm. so we're connected Mm. everywhere we go we're connected on social media we got followers we got likes we got all this interaction and our connection or our ability or capacity to connect with other people in a real deep way has been completely crippled I think. Mm-hmm. And so I think what you got to look at is what are ways of interacting with other people that are counter to our culture? Uh, and I think to me, I think vulnerability is the key to not becoming lonely. Yeah. And so good. the deepest longing of our human heart is to be fully known and fully loved. Yeah. And you can't be fully loved unless you're fully known. But all of us are scared to be fully known, to be completely vulnerable, because we're scared that if I if I show the real me, is everybody gonna walk away? You know, and so we've got we got this culture of social media where I portray to everybody um, whatever I want them to see that image, and that bleeds over into the rest of our lives with our face to face relationships. For me, for sure, you know, mm-hmm. and you find that you're not really being your real true self and being vulnerable with people and that's what has builds that feeling inside of you like no one really knows the real me and because of that i feel isolated and i feel lonely because nobody sees the real me and i feel like i'm invisible and i feel like i'm alone but really maybe it's like you know pressing into the lord but then also like the truth is that we're not alone. We all have relationships, but a lot of us feel isolated and lonely because our relationships only go about this deep. Yeah. And we could go deeper, but it takes courage to be able to be real and to be vulnerable and be like, hey, this is who I really am and take that step with people in a relationship. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Vulnerability is the key. If I had a pen, I would have written it down. Vulnerability <laughs> is the key to not being lonely. Is that what you said? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think I really do believe that it is the key. I mean, I've shared my story on here before about, you know, depression. And when you're in that, you feel so isolated. You feel like you're alone until you open up your mouth and talk about what you're going through, what you're feeling talk about some risky stuff, take a risk, say, hey, I'm depressed. I'm, this is what's going on in my life. This is how I'm feeling. And then all of a sudden, as soon as you take that first step, you discover in the room, no yeah. matter what room you're in, yeah. somebody yeah. going like, oh, oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. You too? Me, me too. I, I, I thought I was the only one. Yeah. And that's all it takes is just to be vulnerable and then what we, what we fear is that when we're vulnerable, everybody's going to run away, but it actually does the exact opposite. Everyone draws closer to that. So That's so rich. Vulnerability is the key to not being lonely. What's an, what's an example of a time where you learned that, where you had to put that into practice? Because uh, it's not easy to be vulnerable, right? Yeah, and we all yeah. we talk about that. Like, let's be vulnerable in our groups. You know, let's who find your people and let them know, you know, yeah. but like, that's hard. So I want you to talk about from your experience, you know, how did you push through that kind of barrier about vulnerability? 
Yeah. Um, I, people always say, oh, Sydney is like super open about things. And I mean, I, I am up until a certain point, but when it comes to that, like loneliness, loneliness was always the thing that like, I could not let people know that I was struggling with. It's like, oh, you're Sydney Reed. Like you are, you're the face of everything and you do everything. And, and if I let people know that I was lonely, I was like, man, there's no hope. Like they're, they're never going to see me the way that they see me now. And it wasn't for me, it wasn't necessarily always that I wanted them to know the real me, certain people. I just wanted them, them to know the Sydney that they knew. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The one that I had made myself up to be that was not who I really was. Wow. Um, but just like, I have a friend named Emma that, I mean, I can go to her and tell her anything. And like going to Emma and saying, like, I know that you don't necessarily struggle with this, but like I'm feeling so alone right now. Like going to Carly, I am feeling so alone right now. I remember sitting in Carly's bedroom one night and just saying like, I don't know what this is. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I feel like everywhere I turn, I see people that don't, but it doesn't matter because I'm still struggling with this. Um, and so, like Sam said, just opening your mouth and putting it out there. And it's like, not even that the person has the right words to say, but they know how to be there in the middle of all yeah. that. Um, that's good. So I don't know if that answers that. No, that's good. But for me, it's just always been like, hey, this is legit like what I'm struggling with. And I just need you to be there for me right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. And sometimes because feelings and truth yeah. are two different things, Yeah. you know. And sometimes, on a rare occasion, I'll speak for myself, my feelings line up, but like maybe 2% of the time, yeah. that's the case. Yeah. And so we have to constantly check what we're feeling with what is true. And yeah. we know that the Word of God is the only Word that is true. And we know where to go for truth, but it's like y'all were talking about before, it's what you said from your experience, when you're the most lonely is when you're spending time with everything and everybody else except mm -hmm. for the source of truth, right? But what I've learned in experiences like you've described with friends, small groups of people that I really trust is when you go there and you talk about those feelings, you hear, sometimes you have to hear yourself saying yeah. what's not true in order to put it beside the truth and see that yeah. it's not. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's a key to like the community side of what we're trying to do. Find your people and be open and vulnerable with each other. They may not have the answer. Sometimes they may, but sometimes they may not. And But you just need to hear out of your own mouth the falsehood that you're believing. And then the Holy Spirit can prod you to, yeah. to look at the truth and to illuminate mm -hmm. the truth. And I think like going back to something you said about like... Uh, all we want is for you to find your people, get in a group. And like, that's what we want to see here. And that's what we're all about is getting people connected. But the one thing that Satan wants is he's, he's okay with you being connected, but he, he wants you to feel like you aren't, mm. even though you are. Mm. He's okay with you like going and being yeah. there and sitting in on a Wednesday night and sitting in on a Sunday morning small group and 
hanging out with people that are going to uplift you, but he is, he's okay with allowing you to go there, but he's not going to allow you to feel confident in that. Yeah. He wants you to sit there and feel like, why did I really come? Like, I, I mean, I came, but like, nobody here is for me. Everybody here is against me. Uh, I don't belong here. That's what Satan, his ultimate goal is. Yeah. And then you're confused because you're yeah. like, I'm here, I'm doing all the right yeah. things and it's not changing anything. Yeah. And I think really, you know, how we can be in community, like be going to church, be going to small groups and still be lonely is kind of that mask yeah. that we all so wear good. that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, as long as I'm trying to maintain this mask yeah. and I'm holding that up, no one can really love me. They can only love the mask. Wow. So you were talking about yeah. how it's like maintaining that the Sydney that they know. Yeah. You know, that's the mask that we all wear. Multiple masks, most totally. of us. And so it's like dropping the mask is just giving other people an opportunity to love the real me. Because mm-hmm. as long as I'm holding it up, they can only love what they see. And so if I'm projecting something, you know, a version of myself that I want other people to see, that's all they can love. And so consequently the real me deep inside is not going to feel loved yeah. because it's not being exposed so that other people can love me and you don't you don't feel that like you don't believe that at a deep level until you've jumped off the cliff and let yourself be vulnerable right mm-hmm. absolutely like i think we are hardwired with the whole mask game like i look at my kids man i'm telling you everett is four <laughs> I have not taught her that unless, I mean, she watches a lot of movies, so that made, but like we, it's so deep in us to put on a mask and to put Mm -hmm. on a front of, this is what it's supposed to look like. This is how we're supposed to be. This is, you should be doing something. And then when she, when she finds out that I'm in the room, her behavior totally changes, right? Right. It's the whole game. Yeah. And it just perpetuates the older we get. And so we're not going to really believe that it's going to make a difference to be vulnerable, one. And we're not going to believe that somebody could ever love us if we are vulnerable, yeah. two, if we don't do it. And that's the thing for me as a teacher of, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like trying to teach this can only go so far because we have to do it. We have to practice vulnerability. We have to yeah. practice what it looks like to be in community when we're not the same. We don't think the same way. Yeah. Somebody's hurt about that somebody dating them and they kissed and we kissed too. And you know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but community is so much the community that God designed. The one that Jesus died for is a lot deeper than I'm mad because she kissed him too, you know? And the, the key to that is vulnerability. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you said. I I don't have a pen, but I remembered it. If you have a pen, write that down. <laughs> uh, the Vulnerability is the key to not being lonely. Yeah. And uh, the truth is we're not, we're not alone, but we have to press in. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, in my moments of when I'm like in my room alone or in my car alone and like that overwhelming loneliness comes over me. It's easy to lay on the bed or sit in the car and listen to country music and 
get even more sad and depressed. And it's like, <laughs> that's so easy to do yeah. because that's our human nature. But what's not easy to do is to press in. And what's not easy to do is to pray. And what's not mm-hmm. always easy to do is to maybe to turn any music off and just sit in silence and thank God for who he is. That's not what's easy to do, but that's what mm-hmm. God's calling us to do. And that's what changes those moments of loneliness to like feeling confident and content and where you're at. So, so good. Like that is, I think that's a big like factor in all of it is like choosing like looking Satan in the eyes and saying, Satan, today you have no hold over me and you're not going to like make me feel lonely today. Mm. I mean, I've had to get there and I know that sometimes that is not what you want to hear because that's not what I want to hear. But that is the truth of it. Yeah. Tell Satan where he came from and to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. You know, um, I was just thinking and she was saying that like, pressing in and what it looks like being like prayer and that's hard mm-hmm. um the other night when we were uh when we had youth group i was up there praying and i didn't mean to say this but you quoted it back mm-hmm. to me like god free us from the religious spirit of hiding mm-hmm. like that is something that i pray for over my life and over the life of this church and like this community is like that is a religious spirit from the beginning as soon as sin was yeah. introduced, what did they do? They hid because mm-hmm. they were ashamed. And that's what we've been doing ever since. That's how religion started. It's just a it's just an act or a hiding. And we yeah. we learn it instinctively, like you were talking about with your kids. Like as soon as there's shame, yeah. I wanna hide it. And yeah. I wanna, you know. And the beautiful thing about the gospel is that Jesus came to cover our shame so that we don't have to hide anymore. And that's the solution. That's what frees us to be vulnerable. And sometimes it looks like, sometimes I got to just pray over that because my default Mm -hmm. is still to cover up. Sure. If I'm weak, I don't want any, I don't want y'all to see that. I don't Mm -hmm. want my family. I don't even want my wife to see some of the undesirable parts of me. Yeah. And um, so sometimes that, like Sydney was saying, it looks like just pressing in and asking God, like, help me, free me from this. You know, help me to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Show me, teach me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the goal is not to become a sculpture, you know, like that people want to look at as perfection or like we are living. Like the goal is to live yeah. full life. And I love, I love what you just said about cover up versus hiding. It's really interesting. We don't have time to go all, you know, exegetical on the mm. <laughs> on the fall of man and what happened in the garden, mm. but they covered up to hide. Yeah. And God's solution for that was to cover us up, but mm. with the blood of Jesus, with the yeah. perfect sacrifice. And uh, ultimately that's where we find the solution like you said to loneliness and it's the only time where we're going to, when we lay down that guard and, and don't resist it anymore and just turn from that religious spirit that you're talking about and surrender to him as the only one who can set us free. That's the only time where we really truly experience that relationship. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's a good, it's a good word. A lot of good words. Really. So 
note taken for me, so note to self, is to bring a pen when, uh, when we do these because I could have had a... So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you had a pen. I hope you took a lot of notes because uh, these are two brilliant minds and a lot of wisdom, a lot of experiences. Appreciate y'all being on the show. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's been good. We'll Thanks. do it again. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Sweet. Thanks for listening to this episode of Burning Questions. If you have a burning question that you've been longing for an answer to, DM us on our Instagram at cmcstudents underscore.